0: the Cinema Wellman. I'm your host, David, and today we're going to take a look at Led Zeppelin songs that have been used in movies over the years. Now, we've talked about a movie score, uh, or lack thereof, in previous episodes, and today we'll stick to the music, but we'll pivot to the soundtrack as opposed to the score. Including a hit song in your film, a popular song, uh, costs an amazing amount of money. When Richard Linklater was making Dazed and Confused, he had a list of songs that he wanted to include in the film, part of his vision of the whole thing. Yeah, he took the list of the producers, and the response was, We can't afford this. You can, We can't pay for these songs. You're going to have to do without them. Linklater realized how important this music was to his movie. So he used his director's salary, his entire director's salary, to pay for the songs, which gives you an idea of how costly these songs really are. And Days and Confused just isn't Days and Confused without that soundtrack. Thank you for paying for the tunes, Richard. Another anecdote regarding paying for music in a film involves the Coen Brothers while they were making The Big Lebowski. They were in negotiations with an artist to use his song over the closing credits. So they brought the artist in for a screening. Uh, when the scene in the cab in which the dude professes his hatred for the Eagles, I hate the Eagles, man, the musician asked the Coens about the line. Is that going to be in the movie? <laughs> yes, it is. Then you can use my song for free. <laughs> Lots of Eagles bashers out there, apparently. Uh, These stories show how complicated a process using popular music in the soundtrack can be. And we all know how important that familiar music is to us in the filmmaking experience. For years, Led Zeppelin was famous for never allowing any of their music to be used in any commercials or movies. Something must have changed the money. And now they're spread out all over the place in all kinds of movies and television shows. Today, we're going to take a look at 10 Led Zeppelin songs that have been used in movies over the years. This list ranking has nothing to do with the movies in which they appear, although they will be mentioned just very briefly. This list is all about the music. Since it's all about the music, that's how the songs are ranked, in order of my preference. I also want to add that I listened to this 10 song playlist many times to re- research this episode. Um, but what I wrote about and will read about e- each song is what was written in the amount of time that it took me to listen to the song. Uh, and, and apologies in advance if some comments seem to just end abruptly. Um, I'm safe for quite a few songs, though. I love it when uh, Led Zeppelin gets a little long-winded. After a brief rundown of these songs, I'd figure I'd also do a mini spoiler alert episode and ruin Led Zeppelin's horrendous concert movie. The song remains the same while I'm here. Two birds with one Zeppelin. Here we go. The songs. Number 10, Good Times, Bad Times. It's from the album Led Zeppelin, the first Led Zeppelin, album, and featured in American Hustle, The Fighter, and The Atom Project. Wow. Cut one from side one of their debut album. I should have known this, but I did not. I really don't know that much about music other than what I like. This is actually a great place to start, since this song highlights what each member of the band does best, and the spotlight is equally shared. You can see the segments. It's it's really interesting. Songwriting credits for Plant, Jones, and Bonham. Compared to some of the other songs on this list, this is a relative shorty at only two minutes and 43 seconds. That's a radio song, Led Zeppelin. Come on. And I'm also gonna I'm gonna add a little lyric to each of the songs. And the lyric for this one is I don't care what the neighbors say. I'm gonna love you each and every day. I guess they're noisy. Number nine. What is and what should never be from Led Zeppelin 2 featured in Silver Lining's playbook. So it's featured in that Philadelphia Eagles propaganda film. Um, what this is it has a gentle, slow start that kicks in, quite typical for Zeppelin, whether they're covering an old blues standard or playing one of their own pieces. In in the middle of this, they play with the uh, sound moving from the left to the right, alternating speakers and creating a trippy little interlude. I, I love when bands did that on albums when, uh, when listening on, t- on headphones. It's quite pleasing. Parts of this are extremely quiet and mellow, and that's when Bonham enters the parlor. Songwriting credits to Page and Plant. This is the second cut on side one of Led Zeppelin 2. Lyric. So if you wake up with the sunshine and all your dreams are still as new and happiness is what you need so bad, girl, the answer lies with you. Number eight, Dazed and Confused from Led Zeppelin. And this is featured in the the, the film I'm going to spoil later. The song remains the same, which is odd because it's not the only Zeppelin song that's in that film, obviously, and yet... It was on this list. Um, here we go. Uh, John Paul Jones is underrated. Uh, the bass player, not the sea captain. He and the drummer, John Bonham, provide the percussion that allows Paige to solo and Plant to not pick up an instrument. This is a very trippy, wandering middle sequence. This version is 22 minutes long um, that features a sweet Page solo. More on this later, since it was on the list, like I said, because it was on the song, remains the same. That version is even longer. Songwriting, credit to Jimmy Page. Even the album version is a sick Page solo. Well, he did write it. So, this song ends Side One of their debut album, cascading everything in this one. Amazing. I listened to my old vinyl while writing this, and I knew exactly where the pops were in the album just like I did in seventh grade. Been dazed and confused for so long, it's not true. Wanted a woman? Never bargained for you. Number seven is Ramble On from Led Zeppelin 2, featured in the films Oblivion, Our Friend, and Uncharted. A very breezy, beautiful opening before chaos <laughs> ensues. Plant's voice is definitely an extra instrument in this group a true frontman in plant. Um magnificent voice, but I can do without him going note for note with Page's guitar that they sometimes did in concerts. No. Just no. Um they share this songwriting credit on this one. It does sneak in a little wizard stuff, but not too much. I don't think I've seen all of these films, uh so I can't vouch for how the song is used in them. Here's your lyric. For now I smell the rain, and with it pain, and it's headed my way. Well, that's not cheery. Let's go to number six. Uh, In My Time of Dying, also not cheery, from Physical Graffiti, and featured in the film It Might Get Loud. Haunting, before waking up with more thunderous drums from John Bonham. Jones and Bonham on this are amazing. This is the first song... On this list, where all four members share songwriting credit. I tend to lean toward longer songs when it comes to Zeppelin, and this one is 11 minutes and 8 seconds. If you like music, you need to see the film that featured this song. It's madness. It's guitar madness. See, it might get loud. I obviously spent more time listening than writing. This is flat-out amazing. Lyric? Oh, it feels pretty good up here. Pretty good up here. (laughs) Number five, from the album Presence, it's Achilles' Last Stand, featured in Dogtown and Z-Boys. This album is easily the most underrated Zeppelin album ever. This song, along with Nobody's Fault But Mine, are the 10 posts for a very strong album that tends to get lost in the Zeppelin shuffle. Achilles' Last Stand was used perfectly in Stacy Peralta's wonderful documentary, skateboarding documentary from 2001, Dogtown and Z Boys. One of the best movies on this list. I used this album as makeout music in my dorm at BU. Once that happened once, but it still happened. I remember it very well. I'm sure she's forgotten it long ago. Achilles Last Stand has a rolling pace to it that never seems to let up for the entire 10-minute and 28-second runtime. Page and Plant once again share songwriting credits. Lyric. Slipping off a glancing kiss to those who claim they know. Below the streets that steam and hiss, the devil's in his hole. Oh, yikes. I mean, not really, not Black Sabbath, but not very positive. Number four, um, oh, Natural Disaster, When the Levee Breaks from Led Zeppelin 4, featured in Argo and The Big Short. I would be remiss if I didn't mention a phenomenal cover version of this song that you can watch on YouTube. It's a stunningly all-star group of mus- musicians from all around the world playing together but appearing in their geographical location. Indigenous and Native people are well represented as artists from Norway, Nigeria, Congo, England, Argentina, New Zealand, along with U.S. cities including Los Angeles and Austin, Texas. It's impressive and it's moving. I just watched it again and I teared up. It's stunning. It features John Paul Jones and some amazing artists you may not recognize. It's well represented. Worth a look. And if you go to the website, cinemawoman.com, there is a link to that, and I'll take you right to the YouTube video, and you can watch that for yourself. It's amazing. I love the use of harmonica on this song, along with more thunder. Yet again, more thunder from John Bonham. My friend Andrew always tells me that his favorite song by a band frequently changes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, ask me next Wednesday, and this is number one. Uh, songwriting credit goes to Memphis Mini and the individual members of Led Zeppelin, according to an interwebs peak. Uh, lyric crying won't help you, praying won't do you no good. That's for sure. Number three, the song is Tangerine from Led Zeppelin 3, featured in Almost Famous. There were more than 10 songs used in the film and TV. Uh, Zeppelin songs, and you can find the rest if you visit what-song.com. And it's an unbelievably comprehensive database that has everything you need if you want to know where your favorite artist's music is playing. Um, You like Beyonce? Type in Beyonce. Every single movie, uh, TV show that her music has ever been used in. It's really cool. Um, And again, that's what dash song.com. Very cool. Um, I absolutely love the movie Almost Famous, and Led Zeppelin is all over that movie. The soundtrack and the script, really. This song is beautiful and melodic, and it's here to show that Led Zeppelin can be mute, beautiful and melodic. Solo songwriting credit to Jimmy Page. Lyric, I was her love she was my queen, and now a thousand years in between. Number two, from physical graffiti, Kashmir, featured in Oceans 12, No One Cares, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Any song that's part of Fast Times at Ridgemont High is a special place in film and music history. In Oceans 12, it's barely recognizable, and I'm shocked that director Steven Soderbergh paid for it. But in Fast Times, it's part of a great story. Damone is giving rat dating advice for before his big date with Stacey Hamilton, played by friend of Cinema Wellman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, and tells him that when he's ready to make out, put on side one of Led Zeppelin four. Cut to the date and the song playing is Kashmir. Kashmir is not the song that's on side one of Led Zeppelin 4. The song that's on side one of Led Zeppelin 4 is actually the song Black Dog. Black Dog is not make out music. Trust me, been there. Turns out that the deal the filmmakers made with Zeppelin insisted that they use a song from Physical Graffiti. Film and music fans have been laughing about this mix-up for years. I remember the first time I saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I loved it, and I still love it. But my first thought in that scene was, "Cashmere isn't on Led Zeppelin 4. Great movie, nonetheless, and a great song. It's an epic uh, 8-minute-and-37-second musical journey with a Middle Eastern vibe and plenty of Bonzo's drum work. Songwriting credit to Jimmy Page and Robert Plant with contributions from John Bonham. I'm sure all of that is because of royalties, the way they say that. Uh, Here we go. Here's the lyric. Oh, let the sun be down upon my face, and stars fill my dream. I'm a traveler of both time and space, to be where I have been. And number one is, from Led Zeppelin three featured in School of Rock, Thor, Ragnarok, Shrek the Third, and Soldier, its immigrant song. Now, next time you hear this song, pay close attention to the bass work by John Paul Jones. You'll see what I mean when I say that he's underrated. Of the movies this song has appeared in, the best use was in School of Rock. That movie is one of the reasons why I'm doing a School Movies episode next season. Yes, parts of next season are already planned. This song is a personal connection to me because of a college friend and his band back in my Boston days. Since the start of the song is so unique and iconic, Tim Gillis, a Boston college friend, uh, had a band. And when we went to see them, we would yell out, immigrant song! Every time there was a break before they started the next song. And, and almost... Well, not all the time, but every once in a while, Gillis and the band will play the first few bars of immigrant song and we'd all be happy. And then they'd go on with whatever song that they were going to play anyway. And um, once heard that on a boat, we were out on a boat in Boston Harbor and Gillis's band was playing and, uh, we were screaming immigrant song. It's fantastic. Uh songwriting credits to Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Credit for etching this song in my musical brain to Tim Gillis and Miles Death Muffin, or whatever they were called at the time. And this is the only lyric that I could have included. We come from the land of the ice and snow. It's hard for me not to sing this. From the midnight sun where the hot springs flow the hammer of the gods will drive our ships to new lands to fight the horde sing and cry valhalla i am coming is it witness me <laughs> i guess in a way okay so that's the top 10 led zeppelin songs that have appeared in movies according to Set and wellman but we're not done yet i promise you a spoiler alert episode and you shall have it um about to, I'm about to ruin the 1976 music documentary that Led Zeppelin financed themselves titled The Song Remains the Same. But if you've seen it, you know that I'm not going to ruin every anything. They've already ruined it. Full disclosure, par for the Cinema Woman chorus, I despise this movie. I love Led Zeppelin. I love their music, and yet I hate this mess. It, it, it had a bomb emoji. At, attached to it in the database. That will not be removed. Of course, I had to watch it again, and I'm about to transcribe my actual notes I scrawled during last night's screening. I've never done this before. These are all my notes. I didn't really change anything at all. Cannabis was involved, but there will be no editing. Uh, if this strategy worked for Led Zeppelin in 1976 for this movie... <laughs> It works for Cinema Wellman in 2023. So here we go. A geezer's live stream of the song remains the same. Uh, You know we're doomed when we open with an idiotic gangster sequence. There's a werewolf in it. Uh, A head is shot off and the blood is technicolor spatter. Um, The movie hasn't started. Dove flying, opening credits, New York City. What? Another dove. More gangsters start playing. There's a bike riding scene and John Bonham riding a tractor. We have Robert Plant looking exactly like Kate Hudson and almost famous walking through an idyllic field with two small children. I think they're his kids. It's actually beautiful. Um, but isn't this a concert movie? (laughs) Well, when will it start concerting? Um, we have motor cars, John Paul Jones reading to his kids at bedtime, a duck on a pond, Jimmy Page with monster eyes, we have Stu start playing. Uh, The tour begins. If they're playing Madison Square Garden, why are they landing in Pittsburgh? That's a brutal limo drive from there. It takes this movie a full 12 minutes to start Led zeppelin I adore the song No Quarter. Someone should use that in a movie. Then we get John Paul Jones playing the organ in a gothic mansion while the woman is getting chased by horses. The concert footage is tremendous. The rest of this fluff is terrible. I read that Bonham laughed out loud when he saw Page's fantasy sequence at a screening. I'm with you, Bonzo. Why do we need to see Plant as some kind of explorer during medieval times? There's a sword fight. He has a falcon. He has a fucking falcon. This is ponderously pretentious. Dazed and Confused in this film is 28 minutes long. Put away the bow, Jimmy. You're not playing the violin. I knew there would be a wizard. Additional spoiler alert the wizard is Jimmy. Why was there footage of security roughing up fans? Uh, There was also this asshole cop on horseback. Outside, who kept answering no comment every time he was asked a question by the filmmakers. It was just awful. Great scene. Features two NYPD cops answering the door in the bowels of Madison Square Garden. It's two kids, two young teenage boys trying to get in without tickets. And they knock on the door. The cops open it up. What do you want? We want to get in to see the show. You have tickets? You go around and say, we don't have tickets. Why do you want to come in? And they kind of explain themselves. The cops let them in. One of the cops then looks at the camera, shrugs, and says, it's all fun, right? Fantastic. No notes. More cops like that. Plant, Page, and Bonham all wore the same outfits for all three nights this show was filmed. They did this for editing continuity. Unfortunately, I guess nobody told John Paul Jones who wore three different outfits and seemed to magically change during songs. One of his outfits looked like drapes and it had tassels. There is so much spinal tap in this movie. It's really wonderful. I almost took the bomb away, but that's not Zeppelin. That's that's spinal tap. Um, I've listened to Stairway to Heaven more times in the last two weeks than I have in the last 20 years. And it's actually an excellent song. And so is Seven Nation Army for what that's worth. After the 28 minute version of Dazed and Confused comes a 10 and a half minute version of Stairway to Heaven and a 10 and a half minute Moby Dick. That's 35% of the entire movie in three songs. Does anybody remember laughter? <laughs> Hysterical. Uh I love watching Page, Plant and Jones walk off stage during the drum solo of Moby Dick. That always makes me smile. They'd actually leave stage. They'd go backstage, get a smoke, a drink, uh, Robert Plant get a lozenge, you know, for his throat. Great stuff. Moby Dick is also intercut with footage of John Bonham racing an awful lot of vehicles. Heartbreaker is intercut with footage of New York City, which is wonderful until they add footage about Led Zeppelin being robbed at their hotel. That's why this movie is two hours and 17 minutes long. That and the bike ride and the and the stew and, okay. Um, there are six songs on the album that aren't in the movie, yet the album's length is two hours and eleven minutes, and the movie is two hours and seventeen minutes. That's a lot of time for wizards and unicorns. I think I saw a unicorn, but there was some haze in the cinema at the time. Um, well, that's it. That's a wrap for Led Zeppelin Goes to the Movies. We hope you liked it. If you'd like to listen to these 10 Led Zeppelin songs from the films, check out The blog at cinemawellman.com. There's a link there, a Spotify link. um, So you can listen to that. And there's also the link to uh, the alternate version of When the Levee Breaks. Uh, We hope you join us again next week as the month comes to an end. And we take a look at the best and worst of August screenings right here at Cinema Wellman. And until then, take care.